It's our, body, it's our body telling us, Rose, certain things we shouldn't put in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hi there. Hello, everyone, (laughs) and welcome to this week's episode of the savage podcast. Thank you. You got yourself your safety pillow. I do, yeah. Your comfort pillow. Be my comfort pillow. <laughs> God damn. I need to get a haircut. My hair be looking like an Amazonic woman. <laughs> it looks fine. Again, men always say this about their hair and I'm like, I feel like it looks fine. I think it's just because it feels scruffy. So yeah. I feel scruffy. Interesting. Interesting. Um, hi. How be your week? So my week be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> your week be busy as hell. I know. I had a friend visiting from the UK. So we were doing lots of things around the city. Hi, Jess. Do you listen? Does she listen to the podcast? I think she does sometimes. Oh, hello. Um, and we <laughs> uh, went to the mountains a bunch of times. Went to Banff. Did the hot springs. Yes. Hot springs was thing. so nice. I forgot how nice the hot springs was. And was it busy? Actually, it wasn't too busy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we got okay. in right away. Wasn't that many people. Well, I mean, it was. Mm, it wasn't like packed. But there was, was it during the day? There. Uh, but we went on a weekend. We were on there on a but Sunday. But it was like during the day. Yeah. Usually, I think it gets busier in the evening because oh, okay. then people go like maybe after hiking or something. Yeah. Interesting. Then we went to uh, Nourish. Oh, the the vegan cafe mm-hmm. or the vegetarian. Which was it I, good? It was good, but I just feel like it's a bit overpriced. It's definitely overpriced. Like, but like you're in Bath though. I think everything's overpriced. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. So then we did that. And then this weekend we went to Crow's Nest Pass. We went up to Fernie. Um, These are all places in Canada, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we went we went hiking. We did a couple of waterfall hikes. We, uh, you know, just lived our best life. Very nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm exhausted because I haven't had like a night where I haven't had been doing mm-hmm. something. You know, like every night it's like going for dinner here, going for drinks here, doing this, which is fun. But it's, it's nice like, to be busy, Daniel. It, it is nice. I like it. You but also, need, you just need a day of rejuvenation. Exactly. Also, I realize I'm like going to Australia in like two weeks. Oh God damn. And I'm like. I'm like, I just need a weekend of like doing nothing. <laughs> I feel like we say this every week. No, but I actually just want a weekend <laughs> to do nothing. You say this every week. <laughs> and Rose is freaking me out. She's like texting me about this like, weekend. Let's, let's go this, hiking. Let's, let's go this. Let's do this. I'm just like, no, I I, I can't. You you, re- you rejected me once again. I'm always rejected by Daniel. It's it's a sad it's a sad life. Well, you need to tell the full story. I didn't reject you fully. That that is true. You did I give compromised. me. A, you did throw me a bone. Rose, life is about compromise. Okay. <laughs> And you, that's with relationships, with friendships. I need you to give and a, give a friendship is a relationship. <laughs> and when you bombard me with a ton of stuff and I was like, you know what? I yeah, I'm the queen of like bombarding people. Yeah, you're like, let's do this and this and this and this and this and this. And this. <laughs> Meanwhile, literally, my friend is literally like, leaving today. I just dropped off at the bus stop. All I can think about right now is I just want to relax. I get overexcited and then I'm like, let's do this. This is fun. Yeah. And you're like, come this, on, this, Daniel. This. Okay. And I was like, we need to do things before we get old and boring. I know. And I, and I am doing things. Mm-hmm. Not with me. It's not always with you. Not with me. I'm sad <laughs> as hell. Damn. I saw this uh, TikTok and this guy was like on his friend's porch and he was just like, have a drink with me. You're my best friend. I have separation anxiety. <laughs> Daniel, I have separation anxiety. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, you know, you talk about codependency, Rose. I see where, I see where I, the problem I know, lies. I know I'm codependent. <laughs> I have fully admitted this. Okay. 
And you know I'm avoidant. So like <gasps> this, this is why, Rose. I'm like, no. You're this, pushing away. I push away. You're uh, doing the pull. That only is with relationships, Daniel. Okay? A friendship I, is a relationship, <laughs> Rose. Okay. You're avoiding my friendship. <laughs> Guys, this is, you know. Classic, classic avoidant. Classic avoidant attachment. Mm-hmm. See, I may be avoidant in relationships and apparently I'm anxiously attached with friendships. Yeah, that would be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. So uh, welcome to another episode. I just want to say, make sure you check out our Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash the savage podcast. You get every episode a week earlier than everyone else. You get bonus content every single month. This month, we're going to do more dating stories. No, we're going to do dating. I mean, I have no stories. <laughs> yeah, dating, yeah, we're yeah. going to do the we're going to react to dating advice. We're going to give our dating advice because everyone should listen to us from two single people. <laughs> you know what? I strongly believe that we give good dating advice. I think okay? so. Okay. Just because we're not in a relationship does not mean. And in fact, that's probably why we're not in a relationship. <laughs> Because we see all the red flags. Oh, God. So and many we red run, flags. But also we are avoidant. Anyway, yeah. so check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Mm-hmm. It's only $3 a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cheap. So shall we jump into the stories? A lot has <laughs> happened. Oh, <laughs> guess God we should. Damn. Yeah. Lord Jesus. We got some crazy stories this week. So I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard already, but we have yet another male individual that has been, that is allegedly, yeah, uh, been you know doing some, some illegal activity toward the females. Yes. So, <laughs> guys, UK police. I, I mean, probably a lot of you guys. This might be old news. This happened last week. Yeah. Um, but basically, the UK police open up sexual offense investigation after there was a bunch of allegations about none other than Russell Brand. Russell Brand, which is like, okay. What what are your thoughts on Russell Brand? Well, I mean, personally, like I never I never had a big opinion on him to be honest. Yeah. Like I remember he I remember years and years and years ago he like hosted the MTV Awards. Right. And everyone was like, Oh my god, Russell Brand. And I was like, I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did he get so famous? I don't find him that funny, to be honest. Like he's a comedian, right? Like Yes, he's a yes. And, I mean, he's like a personality slash comedian. Yeah. Slash well now he's so I actually I don't know too much about him either, mm. but I actually saw him live in Calgary. A few Did years you? ago, yes, and he was actually pretty fucking hilarious. Really, yeah. So I had a really good night. Yeah. Um, I saw him live. Like uh, this must have been at least five years ago. Yeah. And so I've been a, like a little bit like passively following him. Okay. And but then in the recent years, he's kind of turned into this a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Okay. And he's very like you know anti mainstream media, anti mm. this a little bit like COVID vaccine hesitant maybe. Right, 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 right. I think. Uh, Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't really watch his videos, but yeah, he's kind of a conspiracy theorist now, mm. and a lot he has a huge following on YouTube and stuff. Well, I mean, he is a celebrity. He is a celebrity, and yeah. I think he became famous in the UK mainly first. He and was. I think that's why we didn't really know much about him because mm-hmm. he was like on some show, Big Brother something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Either way, so there's all these allegations, and then you, do you know what happened after the allegations came out? He made this video. I think even before the allegations, he knew it was going to come out by yeah. the media. Yeah. And then he was like, he made this video on YouTube being like, guys, you know, big media is out to get me because essentially he's saying they are trying to like shut me down because mm. I'm telling the truth about What's, is big it? media, mainstream, all that. So a big conspiracy theorist. Pretty big. Yeah. Now, of course, there's always a chance that that might be the case. Mm. I don't know. But based on what I can see, these allegations have been coming out 
for way longer than he's been a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. So continue. Well, basically, according to this, according to this article, yeah, um, the accusers who have not been named. So I don't know what when this article was written, but uh-huh. a, a, one of them alleged that he, ha- um, she was assaulted during a relationship with him when she was only sixteen. Oh shit! And another woman, you're right. This has been going on for a while. Another woman accused accused Brand of graping her mm-hmm. in L.A. back in 2012. But we don't know when the when they actually alleged. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah, exactly. Um, but then I also heard, yeah, like many years ago, there mm-hmm. was already allegations. Yeah, and people say that, and we don't know. Okay, we don't yeah. know the actual truth. But you know, I'm I'm quite hesitant to immediately say conspiracy. <laughs> you know, um, well, exactly, because there's plenty of other people that speak out about big media and they don't have. Uh, Exa- you know, that's, sexual allegation that's what i mean i'm like you're not the only one that's saying like oh you know m- big media government is mm. bad you know it's it seems a little narcissistic to think that i don't i don't know maybe mm. he, i don't know who the hell knows yeah so i guess youtube has at, at this point suspended russell brand for making money off the streaming site after sex assault uh claims now these are the things where i'm like it's a bit of a tough situation because innocent until proven guilty for yeah. sure. But then I guess these media websites can do what they want. And if there are allegations immediately, you are kind of branded as like a, mm-hmm. you know, well, and the unfortunate truth or the unfortunate reality of it, even so, you know, like YouTube doing this and, sure. it's, and you know, YouTube, they control like this. is The scary thing about being on YouTube is at any point they could just, Stop yep. the money. Yep. You know, they can say, you know what? Sorry. No, not that he's hurting for any cash, exactly. <laughs> but also, at the same time, if he ran out his business, like a business doing, I don't know, some kind of merchandise or something, yeah, chances are this would really impact his business either way. You know, even right. even yeah, if yeah, he yeah, didn't. So I mean, it was still shitty, and or it, it might because his followers are pretty. He has kind of like a cult following. Yeah. So he might actually get more support. You know, sometimes like Dave Chappelle, for example. Yeah. You know, he got the backlash. Yeah. But then, like, because of the backlash, he actually kind of became more, I think, supported people by his down. people. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, I must support him now that he's like being attacked, mm-hmm. you know? Anyways. God damn. So we don't know, guys. It's alleged. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, allegedly he's done this. It, I honestly, it wouldn't surprise me, guys. Like, is this a surprise anymore? Is it shocking? Is it shocking that a man, that a male celebrity that's in the limelight mm. uh, has done something shady? I don't know. The last few years have told me never to be shocked by I any know. of this. Well, and I think, I think really what's happening is the last couple of years, well, mm-hmm. not even just like, it's been so many big figures right. that have been accused and so actually convicted. Many. And it's like, it, I think it just yeah. goes to show you what an actual CD industry the entertainment yes. business is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause I think we kind of, we kind of hear about how CD it is, but I think until we actually see it yeah. and, and you get these like men in power or yeah. it, the celebrity status that really take that to their advantage. Yeah. You know, you hear it time and time again and it's like crazy. Like, so many like there was the Bill Cosby, yeah. there was the you know um, Stephen uh, who was it? Uh, <laughs> oh God, I can't remember his name. Which one? The UK guy. The um, UK guy, whatever his name is, the weird guy we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He was like a national There's treasure. There's Mr. Big from yeah. Sex and the City. Mr. Big. There was the guy from that '70s show. Yeah, although Mr. Big wasn't convicted, but yeah. there were allegations. Allegations. Now Russell Brand. There was also um, that guy from Beef. Oh, I don't think that was this. Oh, but that was him. It was a little different. Yeah. It was him telling a story. It was him basically telling on himself. Mm. He was like telling a story about how he like basically like R-worded somebody. Yeah. But then he later said he was a joke. Anyway. Yeah. 
Jeffrey Epstein. There's right. Like just it's so just, just keeps going on and on. And guys, we probably missed a ton of them yeah. as well. But like, and I also feel like I don't know if it's specifically media mm. because these are the people we hear about because of the fact that they are famous people. Yeah. So really, in any industry where you know there are men. <laughs> There's probably a high chance. Why men be pigs? I don't understand. Like, and the crazy thing is these famous people, like the crazy thing about these famous people is that you could probably consensually do things with many women that are willing. Of course. So, but I think it's also because they've never been like told no. Yeah. So they probably feel like they're entitled. Of course. And they're like, well, what do you think? What do you mean? No. And also there's an element of grooming, right? Like in a sense that like, right. How do we feel about that? Oh God. I don't like it. In terms of like someone being famous. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's called grooming. If just cause you're famous, you're, I I think it's certain situations, Mm. right? Well, cause I watched, um, well, I wasn't watching one of my, uh, my friend was watching spotlight the other night. Spotlight. Okay. Which is a movie about the church, uh, about the Boston globe. I think it was exposing the church for like pedophilia and stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, or members of the church. And one of the things, one of the guys that they were interviewing was talking about, and he was like, look, like this is how it happens. You know, you build something up. And I'm not saying that this is what Russell Brand did. And this and he, is for children. Yeah, like this, this is, more, is a, a very different. I think usually with children, that's when we use the yeah. term grooming, but you can still be groomed as an yeah. adult. I just remembered another one, R. Yeah. Kelly. R. Ke- oh, God. <laughs> Again, these are alleged. Is he in jail? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Uh, I don't know. I don't, okay. How do we feel about Michael Jackson? Have, I don't know. We've never discussed Michael Jackson. Do you think he's guilty? <sighs> <clears throat> I think Michael Jackson is a very unique situation. I don't know. And I, I just, I, I, oh. Uh. <laughs> It's just, it just, it just, why, why for certain individuals, if there's not some element of some truth behind something, why for Michael Jackson was there all these stories coming up? You know what I mean? It wasn't just one. It wasn't just right. two. Well, I it was shitloads. Have you watched the the documentaries and stuff? I haven't seen I kind of want to see, I think there's like a few. Um, there's, there's back, there's two different sides of the story. Opinions, two mm. different opinions. So I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of me. I mean, maybe I just want to believe it. <laughs> Not that I'm like a huge Michael Jackson stan, but because I, I just feel so bad for him because mm. he's so like fucked up. Yeah. And I think a part of me thinks like truly believes that he's like a literal child mm. that never grew up. He didn't, his brain didn't, so I think, didn't develop. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. I think a part of me like thinks that he really just wanted to just be a child and yeah. like have kids over as a sleepover. But again, who the fuck knows? Did you hear about that? It was Michael Jackson that did this, I think, where he paid... He yes, I told you this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did. Okay. <laughs> he paid people. I think I told. I think I said it in the podcast. He mm. basically paid people to uh, be in a grocery store while he pretended to shop mm-hmm. because he had never experienced grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. Like, come on now. It's crazy. People want to become famous like him. He just wants to do regular, regular things like mm. other people do. Honestly, I don't. The more, the older I'm getting, the more I'm just like actually being famous would be horrible. No, horrible. It's not fun. It's not something that's exciting anymore. Like it's just like you you lose the ability to have a normal life whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even go outside. Like it, it would just be. I would hate it. I would honestly yeah. hate it. Yeah. Um. And then all this shady shit happens. So <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. I yeah. mean, obviously, this is there's an investigation going on right now. So time will tell if Russell Brand gets convicted. Oh God damn. I mean, I think I honestly think Russell Brand. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. He also is like. Was he had like a lot of um, not that this means you're going to be a sexual predator, but he was definitely he was like a sex addict before he was addicted to drugs. So who like, you know, when you're under the influence, Mm. 
who knows? You know, true. like you could do a lot of shady shit when you are, you know, I'm sure he cleaned himself up later on, but mm. you know, these allegations are from back, you know, back in the day. God damn. So let's, let's Lord uh, we'll, Jesus, we'll, guys. time will tell. Do not uh, trust men. Apparently do not. Um, speaking of which not, not about trusting men, <laughs> this is completely <laughs> different. Um, I was on Netflix yesterday, Rose, and I have to tell you something. What? Guess what there's a new season of? Not Squid Game, not yet. Nope, not Squid Game. Is it the other Korean show? Nope, and it's uh, it's not one that you're going to get that excited about. It's more, oh. do I have to watch this show? I'm going to say- Love is y- Blind. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We've already talked about it on our group chat. No, we didn't say about the new episode. The new season. Cause, yes, we cause, did. Christelle, Chris- you, you were just not paying attention. No, no, because <laughs> I went online and it was it was new episodes, but the same couples- Oh, same couple. Yeah, like you know what? How you know how they like follow them after for a oh, bit. That's what I we were talk- talking about. The new season. No, but now there's a new season. No, Christelle was talking about the new season. Oh, I thought she she's was- like these people need therapy. Oh, I thought <laughs> she- no, I thought she was talking about like the same couples. I don't think so, but going- I think she was talking about the. But either way, yeah. Okay, are we gonna watch it? Well, I mean, we have to. We always do an episode on it. Guys, should we watch Love is Blind <laughs> and do a breakdown? Because this is our tradition. It is. But I, you know. My fingers hurt from all the fast forwarding. I know. Oh God. <laughs> Honestly, it's like the slowest show. I'm like half the it's shit. So dumb. They could take this show from 13 episodes <laughs> yeah. to like five. Yeah, but they just wouldn't make as much money, would they? I, know. Oh, I don't know. Well, like, I don't understand how it works because technically Netflix is a subscription. So exactly. It's not they probably like pay showing. for a season. Yeah. So it's like, do you need that many episodes? Maybe it just keeps the people watching for longer. Yeah. But then how does that generate more income? Anyway, maybe, guys, maybe it's based on streams. Somehow. Do we understand how this works? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it just means they spend less time on the other streaming platforms. Could be. Maybe that's what it means. God dang. Guys, let us know. We don't know how any of this works. Either way, it's a capitalist nightmare. <clears throat> All right, guys. Next story. Speaking of capitalist nightmare. <laughs> no. <laughs> Read it, Daniel. Um, so basically, guys, the IRS, which is the, I believe, what does it stand <laughs> the, for again? The Internal, Internal Revenue, Revenue Service. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it's it's in the U- United States of America. In the United States. It be it's in, the tax people. It be America. <laughs> yeah. And they always say the IRS going to get you. Goddamn the Roast IRS. They nobody, wants a, nobody wants a call from the IRS. You definitely don't. Just like you don't want to call from the CRA. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the Canada Revenue Agency, for those of you that aren't in Canada. Um, <laughs> but basically, basically, new... Basically. New IRS has a quote unquote $600 rule. So I guess what this, what this meant is basically if you had a gain or like, let's say you like sold something, you, there was a threshold and the previous threshold was up to, I guess, $20,000, which seems really high. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily have to report that. But now since it's dropped to 600, um, it's going to impact a lot of people when they're reselling things. And so the rule was before you mean if they made 20,000 on Ticket sales. Yes. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. If they made, uh, yeah, any up to $20,000. Right. So before, if you bought Taylor Swift tickets, let's say, and you made, let's say, $20,000, you didn't have to pay any tax. Yeah. And now because of this crazy concert craziness, now they're saying you have to pay tax after six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. so and the apparently, oh my god, this is oh, so disgusting. This makes me want to cry. The average Taylor Swift <laughs> ticket, guys, for the Taylor Swift era tour, whatever the fuck it was, <laughs> the average Swifty ticket. You're gonna piss off some Swifties, Daniel. I know I will. <laughs> it resold for. I, w- I would ask Rose to guess it, but you can see it right in front of her, so I'm not gonna say it. Apparently, it sold for one thousand six hundred dollars, and I'm assuming this is in USD. 
Of course, that's in U.S. Day, Daniel. God damn, that'd be like. You're talking about U.S. Day. That'd be like 2,000 Canadian. It, more than 2,000, I think. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> okay. Like, I'm sorry. Can we just I, can we just acknowledge that $1,600 <laughs> USD for a fucking concert is outrageous? Average. So the average Taylor Swift ticket resold <gasps> for $1,600. Who in God's name is paying $1,600 for one Taylor Swift concert. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-mm. This is just that's disgusting. You know what? I'm, you know you know what I'm doing with that sixteen hundred dollars? <laughs> booking I'm, a trip to Europe. I'm booking a trip to Europe, or <laughs> putting if it into a high yield savings account. <laughs> exactly. Or if I am obsessed with Taylor Swift, I will host a Taylor Swift party. A Taylor Swift party at my fucking house, and I'm going to get a ton of booze, a ton of food. But it's not going to be guess live, what? Daniel. But guess what? It will be less than sixteen hundred dollars <laughs> per person as well, Rose. <laughs> I know. And you know what the worst part is? It's like a lot of these people, they will pay this much and the seats are usually not even that great. I know. Oh God. I, I just, I, I, I honestly. I know. I don't get it. But like, hey. when you think about a concert, what, how long is a concert? Like five, maybe six hours? Like, may, like if that. Max. Like Exactly. So that's I'm like, like a lot. Exactly. So I'm like, you're there for what? Maybe four or five hours? It's usually not even that much. Because usually like, let's say it starts at seven. I can't remember. I, it's been a long time since I've been to a concert. Usually you have like an opening act. Yeah. So let's say that, you know, kills about 30 minutes or whatever. I can't remember. And then they might perform for maybe four hours. Yeah. Like usually, maybe. usually I think it's like seven to 11. So like yeah, four so hours. It usually yeah. does exactly. It doesn't go past like midnight usually. But anyway, so that's four hours and you're paying four hundred dollars US an hour. I feel like we're living in a very weird age. Everyone's saying they can't pay their fucking grocery bill, they yeah. can't pay the fucking gas bill, which is true, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Yeah. And then we have average Taylor Swift tickets being resold for sixteen hundred dollars. But do you think that a lot of people I guess for resale tickets it's different, but like people buying tickets, they're just racking up debt. But that much money? You think? I'm sure there are people like that. But how can you be that financially irresponsible? Come on. Like, I know people are financially irresponsible, but that's beyond. I'm sure there's people that are like obviously very rich because obviously, you know, in the States there are extremely rich people. Yeah. But like there's a lot of Taylor Swift tickets that are being resold. That's like Mm. a big thing. Well, the thing is too, this is where I I have a kind of a slight issue. (laughs) I love how we went from like talking about the tax thing to this. But but also I do have a slight (laughs) issue with this. Okay, what's the issue? Like the issue that I have is because what happens is the tickets will go for sale and people will go yes. wild. And then these scalpers yes. will go in and buy a shit ton this of tickets. Is the thing. They should not be allowed to do this. Exactly. Like, That's what brings up the cost. Exactly. They'll go in there and they'll buy 20 tickets or 30 tickets. I thought there were anti-scalping rules. I thought there was too. Like, I don't understand how this is still a thing. Like, I thought, number one, when you bought a ticket, I mean, I haven't bought a counselor ticket for like a long time. Yeah. So, um, but when you bought a ticket, generally it's in your name. You can sell yeah. it. You can resale your ticket to somebody else and transfer it over to that person's yes. name. And and like, that's what I understood. But I don't think that I could, I could go in there and buy like 50 tickets. Maybe they're not. They're buying one. And I don't know. I don't and know. reselling There it? are definitely... Because I remember when I used to do... When I used to go to raves and, you know, mm. I was all an EDM raver. There was people that would scalp tickets. They would yeah. buy a whole bunch. And I can't... But there, there was definitely some level of rule mm. where they couldn't buy as many or whatever. Maybe they could only buy four. Um... But now that it's so crazy, maybe they can just buy four and sell each one for like $2,000. And then you've made like $8,000. I mean, maybe $7,000 of profit, Mm. which is absolutely crazy of you doing pretty much nothing. Nothing. It's like, this is the thing. So how is the IRS going to crack down on this? So I guess in the past, ticket resellers Mm. only had to report earnings if they made more than $20,000. Yeah. And at least 200 transactions per year. Now... 
Yeah. If anyone makes $600 or more, their earnings will be reported to the IRS regardless of how many transactions they do. So anyone making $600 yeah. or more is now going to have to pay tax on this, which I mean, it is what it is. Like that's- It is what it is. I wonder if this will deter people, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, I think it, they should do this, but at the same time, IRS, come on now. You I got know. billionaires evading taxes. Yeah. Can we focus on the real thing? The real problems here. Yeah. But again, I mean, I, I just, I, I think scalp, scalping, 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 I think it's should called? just stop. It's like these people, I know, these, it's so annoying. I know. It's like these people that also like, you know, and I have friends that have done this and I know, you know, I'm not knocking those friends <laughs> or anything, but like, for example, you know, certain like shoes and like stuff, Yeezys? like Yeezys will go on sale and you have to enter a draw, right? Like, oh my God, and they're so stupid. They're, I know it's the dumbest thing. People will enter the draw even if. They don't want the shoes. They'll right. just enter the draw. And then what they lose, they buy the shoes because there's yeah. only a limited number. And then they resell those to somebody who actually wants them yeah. at a huge profit, yeah. which I'm like, don't hate the player, hate the game. But it's like, it shouldn't even be allowed. Like you shouldn't be like doing like scalping this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, again, capitalist uh, hellscape that we're living in. <sighs> I mean, at the end of the day, they're just hustling. This is true technically it's allowed and that, i think that's part of their marketing strategy same mm. with like supreme yeah like these dumbass brands oh, that God. i'm sorry are ugly as shit yeah. <laughs> but people obsess over it because there's only like 20 or like you know a few a few of the same thing mm. and i'm like i don't give a shit if there's a few of the same thing that says supreme on it I know. oh my god uh, do not get me started on supreme did you ever walk past the supreme store in oh london? and it's always a bunch of douchey looking people no offense if you wear supreme <laughs> I walked past a few times when I was in London. I can't even remember where it is in London. I've and walked it was, past it one time. It was literally lined up out the door. At first, I was like, what the fuck I is know, going on here? So I was stupid. like, is there like a sale somewhere that I don't know about? Like, And then I saw the line and it went around a corner, around somewhere else. And I saw that it went to the Supreme store. How much is like a Supreme shirt? Do you know? It'd be expensive. I want to see. Google it, you know, Rose. The thing is, at the end of the day, some here's the thing. What's crazier? Oh, you tell me what's crazier. Okay. Spending $1,600 on Taylor Swift ticket for one night concert. Or spending sixteen hundred dollars on a a purse, a supreme uh, jacket, (laughs) supreme jacket. (laughs) What's dumber? Hang on. What's worse? Experience versus material good. I mean, they're both fucking stupid. So it's so hard to say which one is the less stupid of the two. Um, I almost want to say going to the Swift concert. Uh-huh. Is a like, little bit is less. Worse? Or, or wait, what's what's worse? I think it's worse to buy a Supreme Purse. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A Supreme Purse. Okay. A Supreme Purse for $600. <laughs> Supreme- I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I think both of them are shitty ideas and I would never do either. Um, a Supreme Jacket. What about? How, how much a Supreme Jacket be? Actually, you know, some of them are not crazy. So they have jackets for 228 but they have also a jacket for $1,000. Yeah, you have to find the collector's edition and stuff. Yeah, because I feel like they have... I'm not like... Anyway, it's so ugly. Like, I don't understand I know. this brand. Anyways. Um, so, wait. What's worse? I think this, I think getting the, 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 ticket. the Supreme. Oh, the Supreme. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because Supreme is ugly? Well, that's... <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm like, you can just wear it a couple times. And then the chances are you're going to, like, just leave it in your wardrobe. Versus... Interesting. Versus having the experience of going to, like, what an artist that you love. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Mm. Well, I think it depends. It's like, it's like if you're asking somebody if they want to go on a trip or buy, like, a nice bag. Yeah, but a trip is different. A trip, you know, is going to be, you know, it's not like a one day trip. True. But then I guess you could say Taylor. I don't know. Taylor Swift is an experience, Rose. Yeah. It's an it's an era. Well, I think I would only say that a bag is more worth it if the bag is going to increase in value. So at the end of the day, it's all about money. 
the Taylor Swift ticket, you're going to go there. True. And it's going to be gone by the end of the night. Well, I guess in that case, it's super to get the Taylor Swift ticket because you can resell your Supreme bag. But then we're against the reselling, Daniel. <laughs> but you could also resell your Taylor oh, Swift you, ticket oh, you and you make a lot of money. you can resell the Supreme bag. That's what mm. you're saying. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say. They're both dumb. <laughs> Everyone be the asshole here. Anyway, <laughs> so everyone's the asshole. Um, IRS, you're the asshole for focusing on the wrong thing. Although I do think there should be taxes on, you know, this thing. And I think it's mainly to, I do think it's needed to deter people from doing this type of scalping. I don't think the yeah. scalping, I don't know how they can stop it. I think that's the issue, right? Yeah. Like it's very hard to stop this kind of thing. Um, so I think the only way that they can stop it is to limit how much you can buy. Mm. But I think people are already doing that. So I'm sure you can't just buy like 20 tickets. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the only way to kind of deter people from scalping so much, because obviously it's gotten out of control here. Um, it has. And that's what's driven the price up so much on these yeah. tickets. So at the end of the day, the problem is the little girls that want to go see a Taylor Swift, Swift concert are not going to be able to go because of these fucking scalpers. Mm-hmm. And now rich people that are, you know, just like that don't even care about the experience probably are just yeah. going to go because they have the $2,000 to pay. Yeah. Like, and imagine these little girls like, mom, like can you buy so- me a ticket for Taylor Swift? Exactly. It's only $1,600. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like, no. I remember back in the day, like a ticket to, Chris- I think I saw Christina Aguilera and it was like maybe $80, I know, this, $100. This is, I was actually literally just talking to a friend about this the other day. Because I went to, I used to go to actually quite a few concerts back in the day. I because went to it was like, affordable. Exactly. I went to like Kings of Leon. I went to Rihanna. I went to Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Avril Lavigne. You went to a lot. Nickelback. Nickelback. Um, Goddamn. I, I actually, you are a Nickelback fan. Well, no, I wasn't really a huge Nickelback <laughs> fan. I can't remember why I went to Nickelback, but I did. Anyway, long story short, like I went to quite a few concerts and I remember like the ticket prices, the most I ever spent was like maybe eight. 80 or a hundred dollars yeah, and that's and that it. was and that was like a lot i was like whoa this is kind of expensive still went i know but now it's now like it's insane now it's like four hundred dollars for a ticket five hundred dollars yeah. it's like yeah my friend went to beyonce and i think she paid like four hundred dollars a ticket her and her mom went four hundred dollars per person yeah do you know how much you could do for four hundred dollars four hundred dollars makes me holler <laughs> God damn. All right, guys. Next story. What do you guys think of this story? Let us know. Do you think it's good that they are starting to make people pay taxes? Do you think it'll deter people? Do you mm-hmm. think it's not going to make a difference? Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. they're still going to make a huge profit. True. Any what su- do you guys think? Any suggestions on how to, to get people to stop scalping tickets? Um, and also, how are they going to crack down? Are they really going to crack down? I guess if you get audited, then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, our next story is a little bit tragic. Rose, do you want oh, to Oh, God. Do you okay, you guys... This story, guys, I cannot believe. Okay. So, it's so sad. I don't even know how this happened. Okay. So, 20-year-old student from Belgium sadly lost his life after eating leftover pasta. Mm -hmm. You guys, how is this possible? Oh, wait. This is an old story. Why is this... In 2008, a man only... Why is it showing... That's very strange. Why is it showing an old... Because I saw this going viral on mm-hmm. social media. Okay. So it seems that it became viral, this story, even though it happened in 2008. Oh, my God. I thought it happened recently. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but it's still a story. It yeah. So still it's like... a new thing that people, they're talking about it again because yeah. on TikTok, this is how I saw it. I thought it was recent. Someone, somebody like talked about it on TikTok yeah. being like, okay, so this guy that was 20, okay, in Belgium, ate pasta that he, like spaghetti that was left on the counter for five days at room temperature yeah 
And oh, I guess he added fresh tomato sauce to the pasta before reheating and eating it. And unfortunately, because he got so sick, he died. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it reported that the student became sick around 30 minutes after consuming the dish when he suffered from headaches, abdominal pain and nausea. When he arrived at the hospital, he was vomiting for several hours and he was with bouts of diarrhea. So it was coming out both ends. Oh, God. Sadly, he died the following day after only around Uh after 10 hours after eating the pasta. This kills. I think the reason why I want to talk about it was like, it's so preventable. It's so crazy. Like, I just like, oh, so later they found that the pasta was contaminated. Obviously, guys, do not eat anything that has been left out especially for that long like some, I know. well obviously there's certain things you could eat like dried nuts like you know of course yeah but this is like you know th- i guess this, these are kind of things like our parents teach us you know yeah. certain things of life um but then if you're if our parents don't teach us mm-hmm. sometimes some things may seem obvious also i think too a lot of these people were like students like yes. there were a lot of people. This guy was a student. Yeah, he was a student. And students, as you know, they get distracted with work. I was a student right. once. Sometimes you might like leave something on the counter, forget about it, uh, and then like a couple days later, you're like, oh shit, I have this this pasta. I'm sure if I heat it up in the microwave, it will kill right. all the bacteria, and then I'll be fine. I can eat it. Uh, but really, the reality is, anytime you have leftovers, you should get them in the fridge as soon as possible. Yes. Because any food left at room temperature, the issue is once food gets to room temperature, is a dangerous temperature, right? It is. Refrigerate, fine. Heat, fine. Freezer, even better. The reason that room temperature is so dangerous is it's because it's the temperature in which bacteria thrives. So yes. the second food gets to that kind of sweet spot of, of room temperature, bacteria starts to thrive. It starts to grow. It starts to infect basically food. And there's certain things that you have to be really careful I with. I thought everyone knew this. This is why it's crazy. Yeah. Like rice, for example. Oh, rice, rice is bad. Guys. Rice be a killer. Okay. The thing is though, rice, I like as an Asian, I'm sure a lot of other Asians can relate to this. Like we would leave rice out for a few hours. Like it's fine for a few hours, but like five days is insane to me. Five days. It would have gone bad. That's, that's why I was shocked. Mm. Cause I'm like, it would have like, cause usually you can taste it. Yeah. And it goes but moldy. I, yeah. So, oh, but I guess like, because he added, I think, what I saw was that initially he, I think he ate it and was like, oh, the sauce is like not good. So he like added, that's why he added more sauce uh, to cover the kind of bad taste. Uh, oh God, you guys, I can't. It's so sad. So anyways, <laughs> public service announcement, people mm-hmm. do not eat food that has been laid out. Okay. Like yeah. put it in the fucking fridge. And yeah, I think maximum, like maybe a day. Like max, maybe. And it also depends on like how humid it is in the environment. It depends on so many factors. And like, honestly, like I'm pretty bad for this, but like I do, like I'll cook something and I'll put it in the fridge. But honestly, I've had things from the fridge like for like a week later. Yeah. And it's been fine. You, well, that's the thing with the fridge. It depends also on the fridge. Yeah. Um, but it's again, you, you need to taste it. Cause usually that's the first sign, right? Yeah. Like you taste it and you're like, Oh, it's a little off. That's yeah. when you should just chuck it. Cause your taste buds know like your you, taste buds, exactly. as soon as you eat something that's a little bit off, you know, right away. Like, evolution oh, guys, evolution. This doesn't taste good. I'm not putting that inside my body. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I think that's the first thing. That's how, that's mm-hmm. how our bodies know. Right. Because as soon as we taste it, we're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> So, but with it's our certain body, things, it's our body's telling us, Rose, certain things we shouldn't put in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> not all gross things. <laughs> but, uh. 
But I think with certain things, it's more dangerous because it doesn't have that. Rice is dangerous for this reason. Mm. It can actually go bad before it there's any taste. taste. Yeah. So I've had like rice poisoning before. So before I was never that careful with rice because I've yeah. never been sick. Maybe as Asians, we have a little bit more of a tolerance to rice. Yeah. Um, and we would leave out rice like... My parents sometimes just leave it out for like a day. Mm. and But now I'm quite vigilant because I did get sick. And I was in London in that like tiny little apartment. I think it was extra humid in there. Yeah. So I left out rice. Like maybe like it wasn't even like a full day. Yeah. And I ate it. It tasted completely fine. Yeah. And then I was like sick all night. Like just like oh, food God. poisoned all night. Fuck. And then I was like, it has to be the rice. Like there's nothing yeah. else. So anyway, be careful with rice. Be careful mm. with a lot of things. Um, But most food you should be able to tell. Yeah. Anyway, it's fucking tragic. Most I didn't know it happened in 2008 though damn, you, you've had food poisoning a couple times hey i've had food poisoning a few times yes damn. have you never had food poisoning like maybe once <laughs> that's because your stomach i swear if you ate spaghetti that was left out on the counter for five days you probably would be like oh i puked once yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like good a now stomach you have like a stomach of well steel. i don't know because lately and i don't know if it's like a, it's probably not a good thing but lately like especially if i have like a couple drinks now Oh yeah, like my you stomach. Have the knots. Yeah, my stomach gets in knots every time I drink. And you now, puke a lot. I do. Well, actually, Easily. yeah, I do with drinking. But like, yeah, it's more that my stomach is lately. It's like gets in really bad knots. But it's usually with just drinking. Yeah. So we should probably just stop drinking. I know. It's like my body probably saying like you've you've done <laughs> yeah. enough abuse over the years. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to stop. With um, food, it's like you're probably fine. Oh yeah, food. Yeah. I, I, food. I never <laughs> have an eat, issue. You can eat moldy spaghetti all day and probably be fine. I could. I can eat moldy all kinds of things, <laughs> and my body's just probably like meh. But as soon as I touch a, like a thing of beer it's like oh god it's our body's telling us Daniel Damn, it's our body's all, telling us from all the abuse it's, it's warning us it's warning us I keep seeing so many TikToks about how like alcohol is so bad for me oh god <laughs> I'm like no I know it's kind of scary well and especially if you watch on your algorithm you're gonna get more of them I know um, but I think it's kind of scary because there's been like nights out especially when I was younger when I was younger I was really bad and I always used to get sick from drinking like I would yeah. I would never like, would like puke. yeah I wouldn't necessarily be hung over the next day but that night I would probably be sick and Almost like, every night. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and we it, also, we binge drank a lot though. We did when we were younger. Like way too much. And like there was times where I was like, I was sick, but there was like nothing to be sick. And oh, you, know, you mean the stomach acid? Oh, oh that's I, the worst. And I'm like thinking like, I probably like depleted my natural yes. like um it's okay we it's okay because we eat a lot so we yeah. we we probably just like replenish it pretty quickly. <laughs> and I do, I do have a lot of probiotics. So. Exactly. I eat a lot of kimchi, <laughs> but still not good for you guys. Okay. If you can help it, don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Okay, next story. Yet another doom and gloom story. Of Dang. course, Daniel picked it out. Please I did, read. I did pick it out, <laughs> guys. Apparently, okay, as if Gen Z didn't have it bad enough. Okay. Oh, God. They'd be lonely as hell. Okay, read this. Read so the apparently Gen Z, Gen Z loneliness is so bad that some young adults are spending thousands trying to make friends through gym memberships and social clubs. Well, it's not just Gen Z. Let me tell you. I know. Oh, God damn, it'd be millennials. <laughs> yeah, millennials too. It's the same thing. But it's sad that it's Gen Z. The reason why I think it's extra sad that it's Gen Z is because this is the eight. Like, cause like, I don't, how old are they? They're like what? Maximum 20 something. 18 to 25. I think. Yeah. So the, the reason why it's sad is because this should be the time when you, like it's, it should be very, I don't want to say natural to be social, but mm. you should be most social during this time. Naturally. <laughs> I basically said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, um, like, I think it is most, that's the age where you want to be social. Oh, you know Rose, what I mean? You, you crack me up. I don't want to say naturally social, but that's the age that you should be naturally social. <laughs> but you know, it's like, that's the age where usually when you're younger, you go out more, you want to see your friends all the yeah. time. And you know, for us anyway, at that age, it wasn't even, uh, we didn't even try. No, you know I, what that, I mean? that's what I was just thinking. I was like, I didn't even have to try. And like, literally, I'm yeah. not kidding you. 
when I was, especially when I was in university and stuff, it yeah. was like every Constant. single weekend had plans. I, I I would try to not have plans and I would have plans. I don't think you ever tried to not have plans no, during I didn't. that age. I, didn't. I definitely <laughs> Maybe didn't. now you try not to have plans. Yeah, now I do. But now though, I feel like for me anyway, in my 30s, I do feel like there is, I think in your 30s or late 20s maybe, you feel a bit of a shift. I mean, we've talked about it personally, but yeah. like, you know, there's some some people are getting married and having kids and, you know, people are moving away and mm. people are busy with their careers. So then it becomes a little bit more for me anyway. It's more of a challenge, the social aspect, mm. especially when some best friends are running away from you all the time <laughs> and not wanting to spend time with you. Not true. Um, so anyway, let's talk about this story. Yeah. So, so basically mm-hmm. there was a, there's a, a lovely lady called Lynette Ban. Okay. She moved from New York to Austin, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. During the pandemic to save money. But now three years into working remotely, she's racked up a new expense. Friendships. Oh my God. Okay. Well, this is another factor. Working remotely. Yeah. I have very mixed feelings about working remotely. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on working remotely? I prefer a hybrid model, to be honest. Yes. I think that's perfect. Yeah. I think it's perfect because I honestly, I don't like going to, now that I've worked a hybrid model, I don't think I ever want to go back to going full time to the office Mm. because it is so nice to have those days where you like work from home and like during, you know, breaks between meetings and stuff, you can quickly throw some laundry in or cook a nice lunch. Like it's just, you can sleep in, you don't have to commute to the office. Like you can do a lot. And so I, I personally really value working from home. Do I want to do it every single day? Probably not no. because it does isolate you. Absolutely. And yeah. I think the problem is you're right though. I think the hybrid model works because first of all, like, I mean the whole concept of working five days out of the seven day week is already flawed. Yeah. But since you have to be working all the time, like you need a little more time you know, in your day to be, yeah, doing stuff, maybe not spending so much time commuting. Mm. So it is nice to have those days. But the reason why those days are nice is because you break it up by going to the office on certain days. Yeah. And for a lot of people, this is the only social interaction they're going to get. Exactly. Sadly speaking, like that is the reality. Yeah. And people think, oh, I don't want to do that. But then they're also wondering. So there's people think, I hate working at an office. I want to work remotely, which I kind of understand to some yeah. extent. I want to work remotely. But then also at the same time, and like, I love working at home. I love being at home. I love doing this. And at the same time, they're like, why am I depressed? Mm-hmm. There is a link, people. Yeah. You know, like social isolation is not healthy. Well, and there's something to be said about like, you know, being in the office, grabbing coffee with a coworker yeah. or like, you know, having those social interactions. And I have to say, like, even moving back to Calgary for myself, a lot of like the new friends that I have in the city mm-hmm. is from working at my yes. office job. Like yeah. hands down, like I don't know where else I would meet people. This is why I can't meet new people because I don't go to an office. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. It's not just work, but obviously, yeah. you know, there's other factors as well. So I guess this person, Lynette, mm-hmm. estimates she spends at least $500 a month on various memberships and events aimed at making friends and maintaining connections. So that includes a 20... Oh my gosh. She, oh, she must be making lots of money. Mm-hmm. She goes to um social club soho house which is kind of like a bougie yep. you know expensive like private club it's a members club it's twenty five hundred dollars annually which actually is like less than what i would have imagined yeah that's actually um, not that bad that's not bad you know that might be worth it you know again it's like a there is a fruit fly i told you anyway what be following me here. here anyways Damn. okay so twenty five hundred actually that's not, that's not that bad i would mm-hmm. maybe think about it i don't know and then five hundred dollars annual fee for the gym pr- program class pass again not that bad mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're being a little exaggerated. That's on top of hundreds a month on lunches and dinners. Eh? Right. So then she started prioritizing 
more of these clubs and joining organizations where she can meet new people and build a network that way. Mm -hmm. And especially because she moved to a new city, right? Exactly. And I think more Mm -hmm. and more people are doing this, but I think the issue is there is this, we're getting this growing problem. Yeah. It's a huge issue. This epidemic they're calling it of loneliness. Yes. It's a huge problem. And I definitely noticed that in the last, especially post COVID, I feel like it's, it's a weird time. Like, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but there's definitely a shift. I think because COVID impacted a lot. It did. And I think without us even realizing, it's kind of come to the point where people are lonely, but we also kind of like don't want to socialize. It's like a weird dynamic. Was that a direct attack at me, Rose? <laughs> yes, Daniel. Especially the ones that are close to you. Uh, they don't want to spend time with you, even though you have separation anxiety. Anyways, yeah. so it says, again, we talked about this before, but over a third of Americans age 18 to 25, again, 18 to 25, reported feeling lonely frequently, almost all the time or all the time in the 30 days preceding a December 2022 survey. Third, A third, yeah. over a third. Yeah. Over a third of, again, not just all people, 18 to 25 year olds. Yeah. (sighs) This is a huge problem. Okay. This is like an actual, and they say that it can like kill people earlier. Like it's like a, it causes health impacts. It causes health problems. And I, I think the reason I really like, this is such a big issue. I think the reason is because, I mean, there's so many factors, Yeah. but I think it's like hyper individualistic society that we live in. Yeah. That kind of, that just keeps telling you, Oh, you can achieve whatever you want. Just work hard. Don't pay attention. It's very like, and even in the self-help world, it's very like, oh, just like work on yourself. Work on yourself. Yeah. You know, like fuck all the people. Fuck everyone. And it's like, okay, that's not good advice. Exactly. There should be more, again, there should be more um, third, third places. How are we going to make third places, Daniel? I don't we know. We got to make some third places. Damn. In further in this article to that point that you were saying though, Rose, yeah. loneliness isn't only a mental health concern. Social isolation can be be as dangerous as right. smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day and contributes to health issues, including cardiovascular disease, stroke, and dementia. Yeah, because think about it. If you're just sitting alone by mm-hmm. yourself all yep. the time, you're not talking to people. You're not engaging your mind. I would imagine it would also increase chances of getting schizophrenia. Probably. You're going to go like crazy. Paranoia. Yes. Like... It's, this is a huge problem. This is a big okay. issue, guys. I don't know how to fix it, and that's what's scary. And I think especially in North America, yeah, because everyone's so spread apart, everyone's in a car, everyone's just living in their own little, you know, little bubble. bubble. It's it's become more and more of a problem. Damn, Rose, it'd be scary as hell. Goddamn, do we need to move? Goddamn, where are we going to move? I don't know. Spain? <laughs> I moved there. I saw, I actually did see a TikTok the other day, and it was like this guy walking around. I think he's American, mm. and he was walking around Spain. Like yeah. it was like Barcelona. He's yeah. like, guys, this isn't some special night of the year. This is just a regular night. And he's just showing people just, you know, in the plazas, yeah. just like interacting with one another, kids playing. It's like 10 o'clock at night and everyone's just like interacting. Everyone's talking. Everyone's doing stuff. And it's like, you would never, like, you just don't see that in North America. No. Ever. No. Like, unless you were, um, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, you don't see that. Unless it's a special event. It's like a cultural thing as well. It's like a Western, like individualistic um, nightmare. <laughs> God damn, we're going to be part of it. I do see a lot of people when I'm walking. So yesterday or the other day I was walking in the park and it was like kind of in the evening and I do see some groups of people and they're never, I think they're all like, I think they're like, all, like it's, I think it's like a cultural thing. Yeah. Like in maybe in Pakistan, because I think we were talking to someone that was from Pakistan mm-hmm. and they said it's very normal for people to just like 
I don't know, go over to each other's house and just like play and just constantly like be in each other's presence and be in a big group. It's like a part of their culture. Yeah. So all I see are like people from India or Pakistan in the parks because and they're all in big groups. Yeah. And I'm like, we don't do any of that. There's no like bunch of white people. Yeah. (laughs) Same with like Filipinos and stuff too. I see a lot of big groups of Filipinos. Oh yeah. And they're also very like family oriented. And I'm sure there's, of course there's negatives to those cultures as well. Same thing with, you know, but I think that's one positive thing is that they're always kind of like spending a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. Socializing. Socializing. Wow. Something we don't know how to do anymore. God damn. This be scary as hell, guys. God damn, Daniel. And also, I feel like loneliness and depression is going to lead to, like, more loneliness could lead to depression, could lead to, like, more violence, could lead to more, you know, yeah. uh, shooters and all kind of mass God violence. Damn. All kind of things. And, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And the thing is, like, can you even meet people at the gym? <laughs> like, I guess you could meet people at Soho House. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are spending a lot of money when, you know, in different, that's the thing. It's like, there's so many shifts that need to happen. We need yeah. more third places. We need a cultural shift because yeah. obviously certain cultures, they have it together and they spend time with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like one thing, like imagine if we had something where it's like, you know, the community of, of your community, for example, once a week or did some kind of big thing or did something in like the field where everyone just brings a big potluck. Yeah. You don't invite people. You just, everyone just shows up. I know. Whoever wants to go goes and you meet all your neighbors. You interact with I people. Know. Like it would just become more. And that was just like a regular thing that happened maybe once I a week know. or once a month even just to like bring the community together. Oh. Um, and again, it would be free. You just have to prepare your dish. Yes. And then maybe people bring games. See, that's another thing, right? Because in order to socialize now, you always have to pay money. Mm-hmm. Like this person, they had to buy these memberships, memberships buy these things and well because we've commoditized everything yeah everything is money yeah everything is it's money. like these it's like these gym cults and these gym clubs and these and they're so expensive everything it's like you know like do i have to pay twenty five hundred dollars usd usd to get a friend around here yep, like apparently we do. don't even have soho fucking house i know we have some old ass fucking members only club we have like the the petroleum club or something ew i don't want to join a petroleum club Me like neither. fuck Ugh. off <laughs> Anyway, guys, loneliness is a big issue. We don't know how to solve it. I mm-hmm. want to solve it. Maybe this will be my new um, goal in life. Goal in life to solve <laughs> human loneliness. I think it's a huge problem. It is. It's a huge and it's growing. And That's it's the it's worst concerning. Part. And the worst part is, if people ages twenty five, no, eighteen to twenty five are lonely, it's gonna just get worse from there. Yeah. They're going to get more and more lonely as they get older. Because think about like once you're in our age bracket, because we weren't lonely in that time. Exactly. And now we're starting to get a little bit lonely to be like, hey, it would be great to meet some new friends or like a partner, (laughs) you know, any of those things. And it's like. It's also, I know we talked about it many times, but it's also this reliance on the single family household. Mm. You have to get married and have kids. If you don't get married and have kids, you will die alone forever. And you're a failure. You have no, (laughs) and you're a failure. You have no social support system outside of the individual family unit that the United States or the, or the Western world has deemed, deemed, you know, acceptable by society standards. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you've, if you decide, you know, maybe you don't want to get married. Maybe you're asexual. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just don't want to live with a partner. You know, then what? You're just fucked? Yep. Maybe you don't want to live with a shady ass man that's going to cheat on you. Yep. Then you're just fucked. <laughs> Are we fucked? <laughs> We're fucked. Are we fucked? God damn. Well, you know, I propose that I should, I'm going to, I'm going to build a compound. <laughs> 
A commune. You're doing your a commune. commune. I like the longer I live, the more serious I become about this. My friends and I, my other friends, I do have other friends as well. I know, surprising. Yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> they don't they don't avoid me. So you know, yeah. It's nice to have friends that don't avoid Where you. Where are they the time, now, Rose? You know? oh, well, mm. they're not here because I'm with you. Unfortunately, are they coming on the weekend to that event that we're going to? Um, or, um, <laughs> guys, guys. Not only does he uh, <laughs> not want to hang out with me, he's calling me a loser. With no friends. It didn't happen. I was just kidding, Rose. I was just joking. But anyway, sorry, you were, you were having a conversation with your other well, friends. You only have friends because you work in an office. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, sorry, you were saying... Well, I forgot what I was saying because, you, you know, you somebody were, was uh, <laughs> being mean to me. You were chatting with your friends about... I forgot. Continue. Okay. Damn. Continue. Okay. So, guys... <laughs> We have another, We have our one one last story. To, one final story to grace you with before mm-hmm. Rose kills me off camera. So um, one chip <laughs> challenge. Have you guys heard of the one chip challenge? It was pulled from shelves after mother says spicy tortilla chip contributed to her son's death. Mm. Daniel, you want to try the one chip challenge? Well, apparently we can't do it because it's been pulled from shelves. Well, I'll find one somewhere and I'll shove it in your mouth. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that sound dirty, okay. dirty as hell, oh, Rose. God damn. So, guys, so the one chip challenge mm-hmm. is basically this like internet, you know, these internet trends. Yeah. That, um, like people just shouldn't do them. It's, it's people, like, like, it's just crazy. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, we've done the spicy noodle challenge. Yeah, true. But this chip is supposed to be so spicy. Like, I've seen people do it, mm. and they are like, they have one, ch- it's like a literal chip. Like it's like a, it looks like a uh, what do you call it like a nacho. So do you eat a bag of it? Does it come in a no, bag? No, it's one chip. It comes in like a little box. Yeah. And the only go- like the only reason for its existence is like the challenge. challenge. Yeah. Like it's not the taste. It's not ooh like it's super yummy. It just it's supposed to be the spiciest, probably the spiciest chip in the world. Mm-hmm. And you eat it, and then the challenge I think is to like maybe not drink water for a certain number of time. Anyways, I guess it's killed somebody. I didn't know you could die from spiciness but i guess you can i mean it makes sense you know what the thing is it's like it's like when people were doing that like pepper spicy pepper challenge and people were eating like the spiciest pepper in the world right. which is like i don't know it was like a ghost pepper or something uh, yeah there's i don't know or like there's a bunch of other ones that are like so spicy and people would eat the full one and go into like states of shock or like it was just f- so fucked up and bad guys it's very dangerous and yeah. i've seen people like pranking each other by putting like a spice like a concentrate mm. In, in like like food and then just feeding it to people guys do not do this this is like actually potentially dangerous okay yeah. i mean i might have to put something in daniel's food later but you know other than that you know the <laughs> the, the exclusive episode might just be rose at that point happy <laughs> day so uh yeah so i guess yeah they are sold individually and their mm-hmm. seasoning included two of the hottest peppers in the world the carolina reaper mm. and the nega viper Okay, and each chip is packaged in a coffin-shaped container with the skull on the front. Oh my god! So again, it's not even just like a yummy chip that happens to be spicy. It's yeah. literally just designed to basically be the spiciest chip in the world. It's, like, it's designed for a challenge. Like, what has the world become when we're designing food for a fucking I challenge know. on social media? Like, we need to stop, guys. I know, but we like, always like the thing is, you know what always bothered me as well, mm-hmm. like eating contests. Yeah. I will never understand the appeal of an eating contest. Like a hot dog eating contest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, I'm like, this is the <laughs> lowest of the low of 
how humanity can well it's so stupid it's so dumb and they're just like shoving it's again it's not like you're enjoying the food they're just shoving hot dogs in their mouth drinking fucking whatever water in between to get as much in yeah and i'm like what (laughs) this isn't enjoyable to watch okay it's not enjoyable to watch it's not fun and it just looks painful yeah and it's potentially dangerous. Like you could choke. You could like, I don't know. Like there could be a lot that goes wrong. Anyway. So I guess this poor 14 year old. Here's another thing. It's like people, kids are watching these things. Of course. And they're and like, they I want to do this challenge. Exactly. They don't have the better judgment of being like, you know what? That's probably a little bit dangerous or, mm. you know, that's probably stupid. So a 14 year old kid ate the chip Friday, then yeah. went to the school nurse with a stomach ache. Okay. And he passed out at home that afternoon and he was pronounced dead at the hospital fucking hell fuck so they don't know the actual cause of death yeah but i'm sure like i'm sure it had to do with the the chip maybe it causes like i don't know youtube it causes issues of course and it it would and it would probably shock your system and somebody that like yeah is not used to spicy food or whatever like it says while the pecky Paki, 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 I don't know. One chip challenge is intended for adults only. We have seen an increase in teen usage of the product. We care about all of our consumers and have made the decision to remove it from the shelves. Like, but why was it even <laughs> on the shelves to begin with? I, this is so I don't know. dumb. The, like, I'm shocked that it was on the shelves. Like where, what, which shelves were, was it on? Like, I don't know. I thought it was like something you only, you could buy online. And even then it's like, this is obviously dangerous. Mm-hmm. And even adults, like after they eat it, they are like, f- like fucking going into a coma. They're like dying. Oh my God. And it's like, okay, this is definitely like, Not I good. have always wondered when I watch those things, I'm like, I wonder if anyone can die from this. Yeah. And clearly there's an answer. Well, and I think it makes sense. Like, I feel like you could die from something way too spicy. You know, your body, right. Just Cause your body, cause your body just can't maybe. Cause like when you eat something spicy, obviously I haven't tried this and yeah. clearly I never will. Yeah. But you try this and it's like, you eat something spicy and then yeah, you're like, everything starts to, you know, like you're watering. You start to sweat. You start to your sweat. stomach hurts. Yeah. You're, you know, you might start hiccuping, <laughs> you know, like so much stuff happens to your body. Yeah. So so your body yeah, probably just goes into a shock. I don't know. God. But guys, do um. not like be careful with spicy food. It's not it's not something to be, you know. It's not to be taken lightly. Yeah, apparently not. I mean, I mean Ro- I'm sure it's not that common to yeah. die from spice. Yeah. But hey, anything can happen. Exactly. Me and Rose had a real spicy experience in Mexico, didn't we? Oh, God. <laughs> so basically, and it's it's interesting because it happened to us both at the same time. But in like a different way. In a different way, yeah. We were in, but at the exact same time. The exact same time. So Rose, we were going up to the buffet and this buffet, I think we talked about this before <laughs> in the podcast, but like everything was labeled incorrectly. The labels were mixed up. Like it was just, it was really bad. And I saw what I thought was Padron peppers, which are these beautiful peppers that they cook in Spain yeah. that are like kind of, they're not spicy at all. They're yeah. like kind of like regular they're pepper. They're really good. And they're like salted. With salt. And they're just, oh, they're to perfection. Yeah, they're like cooked in grease. Oh. Uh, the, it's so good it's such a good dish so anyway i saw them and i was like fuck yeah i thought they were like they were looked a little bit smaller but i was like padron peppers great threw a bunch of them on my plate and then rose was getting some kind of like veg- it was like a sauce or like a veggie mix or yeah, a sauce it was like mix a, yeah and kind so, of like a salsa looking thing. yeah like a salsa with her veg so we go sit down <laughs> and i at rose is eating her veg with this sauce it just keeps you know shoveling you know scooping it in yeah. at the same time i take one of these padron peppers Eat Shove the, the whole thing. Eat in the your entire mouth. one because that's how you eat them as well. You kind of like yeah. eat them like just yeah. as one kind of thing, and instantly, at that time, I was like, and I think you might have been a little second after me because I <laughs> ate that, and it was like instant, like my mouth was on fire. It was a habanero uh, pepper, 
and I ate the entire thing and I was like, fuck my life. This is so (laughs) spicy. I started dying and like within a second, Rose started like dry heaving and was like, oh my God, I just ate something. (laughs) Well, at first it was like, I kind of ate something a little bit spicy and you're like, holy fuck, this is so spicy. It it was like a slow but very fast burn. Yeah. (laughs) And both of us were like, holy shit. So we quickly like got beers. We were trying to like fucking chug and it was like, it's just like the burn just would not stop. The thing is when you eat really spicy food, it's like, it's so, it's like you don't know how to stop it. Yeah. I think that's, and it's just like torture. And it's constant. <laughs> yes. It's like torture for like a few, at least for a few minutes. Oh, and it just keeps going and going. I was like, what the fuck? Like. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. It, it was, was bad. Thankfully we recovered. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Thank they God. They need to put a warning again. Like you got, you need to put a warning label. And again, I can eat pretty spicy food. Okay. Yeah. You can, you're, you're not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat pretty spicy you yeah know, especially like I for can, a wap bowl exactly i can handle my spice yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i might hiccup uh-huh. but i handle it <laughs> you can handle it um so for both of us to, like be dying it's like you know for like imagine a person that can't handle spice. or that doesn't never eat spice i don't know it's like oh my god speaking of spice i felt so bad so i made um for my friend my friend that was staying with me what did you make i cooked dinner and i made um just like a lemon uh lemon and oil pasta yeah basically like lemon garlic some other ingredients can she not eat spicy and she can't eat spicy. She can, but she doesn't eat like as spicy as I do. And right. I throw, I throw like cayenne pepper and stuff in everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. So I'm just putting cayenne pepper in, not even thinking, cooking it up. To me, it didn't even taste that spicy. I was like, right. mm. I was like, mm, it has a little kick to it. Yeah. And I look over my poor friend. She's like dying. Well, she still ate it. She said it was good. Like it was tasty, yeah. but like she definitely, she was like getting the, the like the sweats, sweats and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> this is just how I eat. I just throw cayenne pepper and everything, you know? Yeah. It was probably not that spicy. It wasn't, <laughs> but like I felt bad because again, somebody that's not used to handling as much spice, I know. they're going to have a tougher time. Right. So you know what I saw today? Um, I, w- I saw yet another TikTok. What were you doing on TikTok and today, it went, Rose? Oh, God damn, Daniel. How many, did you put your limit on? How many hours you spent on there? And not, I haven't hit my limit yet, Daniel. Do mm-hmm. not, do not. You reset it, didn't you? Daniel, you're, you're walking on thin ice with this friendship. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're walking on thin ice with this friendship. Um, anyways, and it was about how apparently Asians have different, uh, like a different palate profile or something. I can't remember exactly. Okay. So things taste differently to you. No, not like not different, but like mm-hmm. for example, um, like we can eat like, like temperature wise, we can eat super cold and super hot and we can still taste the food. Whereas other people, maybe they may not be able to taste as much. And also we're more, we're more, what, what do they call it? Super tasters or something. Apparently we're, a lot of us are super tasters God dang. and apparently this is why we're more sensitive to, uh, guys don't quote me on any of this. We're more sensitive to like sweet things. You know how like the Asian, I, I, I always joke that the biggest compliment an Asian can give to a dessert is saying it's not too sweet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But it's so true. Every time I eat a dessert and I think it's delicious, I'm like, it's not too sweet. It's good. You're like, mm, this is good. It's not too sweet. Because <laughs> I guess there's like, apparently there's been studies saying that we are more like, there is something that makes it different. So like we are more like less likely, maybe it's like for years of not eating sweet food. I have yeah. no idea, but. And with, it could be, yeah. it could be, that makes sense. Because maybe people like more like white people, for example, were just our bodies and our taste palate doesn't handle spice as well. Yes. And that's why we can't like handle the spicy stuff. So I wonder if it's, you know what? I'm going to try to find this article. Hold on. Asians and taste buds. Taste study. Okay. So 
Study reveals taste is connected to ethnicity and gender. God damn. Yeah. So Asian ethnicity experience taste more intensely. And contrary to popular belief, it's men who have the sweetest tooth. Again, within Asia. Oh, okay. Or maybe I thought it was within Asia. Um, so the research carried out, blah, 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 uh, by the University of Nottingham's Sensory Science Center, explored the difference between Caucasian versus Asian and observed uh, variations in taste perception known as phenotypes, taste phenotypes. But yeah, you're right. It might be just, you know, our experience with food is yeah. very different. Yeah. Um, so for example, a lot of people, when I do mukbang sometimes, I'll eat like things boiling from the pot and I put it like, I, I blow on it and then I eat it. Mm. And a lot of people get shocked that I do that. Yeah. Um, whereas in Korea, it's very normal. Like yeah. we're always eating fucking piping hot shit like right off the goddamn like pot. Yeah. So for me, it's very normal, but a lot of people are like, oh my God, how do you eat something so hot? Mm. So that's interesting. God and again, damn. that's why apparently we don't like as many sweet things. Oh, God damn, you don't got a sweet tooth. Well, I do have a sweet tooth, but I, mm. I guess we're more, what is it, sensitive to the taste or whatever? Mm. I don't know. We experience it more intensely. So something that's sweet to me mm. might be just a little bit sweet to you. Something that's really sweet to me might be sweet to you, you know? God damn, that's mm-hmm. so true. And on that positive note... I'm gonna go kill Daniel now. Oh, God damn, guys! <laughs> I won't. I won't be seeing you on the next episode. Mm-hmm. I'll be gone. Um, guys, you've seen how mean he is to me. Oh God! Damn. I'm in a dark place. Oh, He's rejecting my friendship. He's. Uh, Bros, we made a compromise. Okay, we Daniel, made a compromise. Relationships. I'm, you are might about be uninvited at this point. You're walking on thin ice. Who are you going to invite? Then? Walking on no. thin ice. <laughs> I'll invite other people. You're uninvited. Bye. Okay. On that positive note, guys, we are ending this episode. If you're not already, don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Um, And if you hit follow, you'll get updated as soon as the new episode goes live. Also, check out our Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash The Savage Podcast. You get every episode a week early. You get ad-free. All the episodes are ad-free. You get extra exclusive content as well. And also, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. Hit subscribe and show us some love in the comment section down below. Yeah. Let me know down below what you thought of this episode. God damn. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Bye.